G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Another opportunity today to talk about some of the amazing things that happen on the continent of Africa. Because as you know, with various elections and sometimes not so smooth transitions of power, that there is all sorts of unrest that can eventuate. One of the good stories to tell is the story of what has just happened recently in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where they had a democratic election and there was a change of power, but it was a peaceful transition in that change of power. And what's happening in Congo, because it is 95% Christian, it is becoming a glowing light to the rest of the continent that there are some wonderful foundations that come with faith in Jesus Christ. A wonderful opportunity today to welcome back to 2020 Dr. Luke Malambalimba Masururu, who is a medical doctor. He practices in the Democratic Republic of Congo, but is now just recently a former ministry in the federal government of the Democratic Republic of Congo, holding the Ministership of Land and Internal Security. He also pastors a Christian church in Congo. And Dr. Luke, welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much for having me here. Luke, it's not always renowned that in Africa there are smooth transitions of power. Democracy is one of those things that is not always seen to be in the light that we think of it in Western lands. But what's just happened in Congo is a significant event. Yes, you know, uh, I'm happy to tell Australian and all other people who know Congo that this time God did a miracle for us. We have been praying for long, long, long time ago that we want the true democracy. We want to see a peaceful transition. Because, you know, when uh, each country now, people want to promote democracy, and our country, its name is Democratic Republic of Congo. So big problem is that the democracy was within our name. And God did a miracle. Is the first time in uh, January that we had the peaceful transition between the former president who is alive and the president uh, who uh, the president who will who has take uh, uh, power who is alive and another big thing the new president is from opposition because men of African country. You will find the president who is taking power is from the same president with uh, the past president. But the one who is the president now is from opposition. And that was very, very good because many people have been thinking that we will have a war or a trouble in Congo. But everything was in peacefully. And uh, also many generations, it was like a, a, a good stories because, you know, from 
1996 uh, when we had independence. So most of our presidents have been killing, died. So many people have not seen this kind of uh, event, but it was the first time to see it. And uh, Congo now it become a like a model country in Africa uh, for democracy. And what an amazing testimony that is from a nation which has uh, 95% Christian. Yeah. And we're talking 63 million Christians in Congo and having emerged from what was an absolutely brutal civil war, more than 5 million deaths in a civil war, yes. and to come to a point now where you've got a peaceful transition in a democratic state. Now, that doesn't mean that you're out of the woods yet. There are real challenges that are going on in Congo, poverty and health care. Yeah. Those are the big ones that I know you've got a special yes. interest in. Yes. Yes. We have a territory, we call it district, in North Kivu province, called Beni. That Beni is near Goma. Uh, from Goma to Beni is far, it's around 600 to 700 kilometers. And uh, we had a problem there, a health problem there, because we still have Ebola in that region. And uh, before I came here, uh, the number of people who have been dying with that, that disease was now more than 500 people have been dying. So 500 people yeah. have died from the dreadful yes. Ebola virus yeah. and still not under control yet. Yes, even and even the government uh, uh, refused to did uh, election there so that to prevent people. But now, right now, things is going better because they will have election in March, this is March. That meaning that they saw that there is at least improvement in that uh, region. And another a big problem we have in the same res, uh, re region is the only region, region in Congo which we still have in security, which there is people from neighboring country, Uganda, they came, they killed people and going back. So it's a very fragile uh, territory because in Congo, about 95% of Congo, there is peace. There is no problem. But only that one territory called Beni where we have those kind of uh, of uh, problems. That is why I ask all Australians to pray for that territory, to pray for that, so that people in that region, they can live like other people in Congo. And you're speaking from authority here as a former Minister of Land and Internal Security, and when you talk about incursions that come from neighbouring countries into Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, they're limited and they're isolated, but they must still have your people uh, living in somewhat fear. And uh, as I understand it, uh, there are some Islamic connections of those who are crossing the border and indiscriminately killing uh, on your side of the border. Yes, you, well, because, you know, those kind of killing, uh, they are only terrorists who can do that. Because if it's like civil war or something, they came and they fight and their vision is to take power. But people who are come, kill people and going back in other uh, country, in neighboring country, sometimes they disappear in forest because that village is near Virunga National Park, which is, I think, the second or first big national park in Africa. So sometimes they disappear in that na national park. 
So there is only a terrorist who can do those kind of things. And that is why uh, the government and UN, they are working on it uh, to stop it. And uh, is a vision of this new government. This new government, they really want to see uh, that village, uh, that uh, territory having peace, like, as a territory of Democratic Republic of Congo. Luke, describe what it's like when you have such a widespread Christianity within your country and you have governments, as we've been talking about a peaceful transition in the election, when you have Christian people who are raising into those leadership roles of government and speculating here and not putting too much pressure on to say that they're all saints who are leading the government, but there is a foundation that is being installed into Democratic Republic of Congo based on those Christian foundations. How significant is that for hopes for the future? Like even the new president is a Christian. When you watch the TV, you'll find every Sunday him, his wife, and children, they go to the church. And that uh, touch people's heart. When they go to church, they use their private vehicle. So, and uh, is, uh, I, I can say one of the few moments, few times, where Congolese, I see a president of the country, continue to go to his church like that. And uh, it is good for him because when he, he is coming to the church, People who have special problems, they came to him, talked to him, and he can look for them solution directly. And it's good model to see that uh, even in government we have a Christian. Even the the past president was also Christian, was also Christian, and uh, and that was our prayer for long, long, long time ago. We have been asking God to bring leaders who are Christian. So we want now in Congo the leaders who are Christian, so that we can reduce poverty and so that we can give feature to our people, good feature to our people. And the people, how they respond to Christian leadership at the top levels of government, this is what's inspiring. I mean, not everybody will have a deep Christian faith, and I'm only speculating, but uh, across the board of that many people, uh, you would have some who are not acknowledging their Christian roots or their faith at all. But but it's what leadership does that raises the expectations of a nation. Yes, the people, they are very happy to see that. We just come from election. So right now, if you want to become a politician in Congo, you must be elected. So in the past... uh, Parliament, we were 500 MP. And this time, only 450, only 50 people who have been re-elected. That meaning 450 people was failed. So people now, they want to choose people who think on development, people who think for them, people who want to work for them. And that is a very good thing. So they want to see Christian lead the country and uh, even we as leader uh, we know that we must work near god we must pray god we must we we must work for people to make us to continue to to lead the country because if you don't do that people they will not elected you 
Recently, we were talking about the widespread poverty that there is post-Civil War in Democratic Republic of Congo and that there are huge needs when it comes to health care and education because poverty doesn't allow those things to happen in a free and easy and effective way. And we'll come back to that because I know that you'd like to make new friends and have those friends support some of the activity that you've got going through the project that you are operating as a church leader. But give us a little insight just before we come back to that on how churches are expanding throughout Democratic Republic of Congo, given that there is these good things that are emerging from the Christian foundation. Yeah, the good thing is that now, you know, Congo is post-country war, and many people have been living in poverty in many problems, but because they know that there is Jesus Christ who are taking care for them, even if they are poor, even if they don't have food, even if they don't have clothes, but they feel like there is somebody who are taking care for them who is Jesus Christ. And that is why you will find, when you visit us, many people when they visit us from Australia, they see Congolese, they are always happy. Because we like to sing, we like to dance. When you come to visit us, you will find every place that will go, people they will sing, people they will dance, uh, people they forget the past. And many people they say, how they are living in this kind of life? And they are always uh, very, very happy. And I always say to them, because they know that there is one person who would give them good future, who are taking care for, for them, whose name is Jesus Christ. And that is a very good testimony for us. And is is giving us power and courage to work more so that we can change life of these people, so that we can bring development in Congo. And that is why one of my mission to be here is to try to talk to many people, to make friends, to tell Australians that we have a school which have 1,600 students. And most of them are orphan and street children. They need uh, chairs, table, uniform, and school fees. We have hospital which has 120 beds and his mission hospital. There we are treating only poor people, people who cannot afford 300 to get operation, people who cannot afford 500 US dollar to get prostate operation. So, but there we are treating them, we operate them for very, very uh, cheap. You will find the disease that they could pay 500 in other hospital US dollar, there they pay 30 US dollars. But because Many Congolese, they live under $1 per day. You will find even if we ask them $30, they will not get that money. And uh, that is why I'm kindly please requesting all well wishers who are hearing our radio here. If they feel to connect with us, if they feel to do anything to Congo, they are very welcome. And every three months we are receiving now visitors from Australia. We are receiving doctors, nurses, midwives, teachers, uh, I don't know, uh, constructors in, in, in any domain. They came for one week, one month, three months uh, to do mission work. By the way, don't worry, don't fear. 
where you will work there is no Ebola there is no war uh, so <laughs> there is so if you are thing, a, yeah, don't if, worry about if Ebola if you're a Christian connecting yes, here yes, yes. you can go and visit Democratic yes. Republic of Congo and uh, visiting you at least yes. they'll be in a safe place yes uh, but as we hear things that are coming from your heart today Luke that people are earning a dollar a day uh, and there are real needs because there is poverty that's widespread in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, some friends, supporters, some prayer partners, yeah. uh, people to connect with you is one of those things. And I'm going to give a website as the way that listeners today can connect with you. The website is mhcdafrica.com. M hcdafrica.com and our guest has been Dr. Luke Malambalimba Masururu, a medical doctor, also a former minister in the government and also pastoring the Spring of Life Mission Centre Church, part of the Bethesda Ministries International. Uh, Dr. Luke, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you too for inviting me here. Thank you very much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.